0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Please join me in welcoming this evening's guest moderator, Mike Jones, and tonight's guest, Elle Varner. What's up? up? This is going to be fun.
1: This is. Hello, everybody. How are you? Thank you for coming out. I'm excited.
0: Good, good, good. Well, let's start at the top. Okay. So I imagine that most of the people in this house know Elle Varner. All right, cool, cool, cool. For, so for the few of you who don't, let's start at the top. Kind of talk a little bit about how you got in this game because you've been in this for a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start about how you, how, how you began.
1: Um, well, my start, as some of you may know, I was actually working in Cocheck. And it was the summertime, it was slow, no one was in there, so I would bring my guitar to work. Play guitar, fumbling around, and this kid heard me and he was like, oh my gosh, I want I want you to play for some people I know. And like a couple days later, I'm at MBK, which I had never heard of, honestly. And uh, I went there, played them some songs, and they were like, yeah, we wanna bring you to J Records next week. I was like, okay. Went in there and l- literally the paperwork was, begun like nice it was just done it was nice, a done nice 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 yeah but
0: I know that you started a little before then your, your, your oh, introduction yeah. to music oh you music. mean two years old yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's start to how, how you began in music what were your influences well, early on
1: it's crazy because I have pictures of me as a baby as in the studio so for a lot of kids that aspire to one day go to a studio it was something that was always in my house some place that I was always going to and um, I just heard music from my parents, um, watching them on TV or or watching them rehearse or perform. And uh, it just was in my blood. Then I started singing in church. Um, and that really, I feel like though, that was an early start for me where I really learned that kind of church singing. And uh, well, yeah, well. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, (laughs) And then um, junior high, high school, I was in all the plays. I was in every voice class. um, And came to New York, came to NYU to study music, production, songwriting, all those things. Mm -hmm. And it all paid off.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So you're originally from the West Coast.
1: Yeah, originally from LA. Okay, we got West West Coast in our house i I won't throw it up, but you know what it is.
0: <laughs> so so, what brought you here to New York? I mean, you know, there's a big music scene out on, on the West Coast. What, what made you think you wanted to be here in New York? And, and welcome back, because this is sort of a, a homecoming, right?
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I actually, I think <laughs> I bought my, my computer for school in this store, which is crazy to be right, right, right. sitting here. Wow, that's crazy. Um, what did you ask me? <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> so it's kind of a homecoming. You went yes. to NYU. Mm-hmm. You were part of the Clive Davis Department of yes. uh, Musical Recording. Let's talk a little bit about that and, yeah. and how you got into NYU. Yeah. Um, and what made you want to come here?
1: Um, it really there was the only it was the only school like it in the country, and I I've always dreamed really big, no matter what. You can't tell me I can't do something. If you tell me I can't do it, I will go do it. And I remember I was probably 15, and my co- and my counselor was like, oh, you know, maybe you should just go to community college or something. You don't have the grades. You don't really, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I can't believe this is coming from the lady at my school. But I, I applied anyway, and I got in. And um, I was shocked. Oh, my God, I was so shocked. But it was meant to be, Not only
0: did you get in, you got into what is now a fairly elite program. Yeah. So you must have had 24, 25 people out of thousands who wanted to come to this. Yeah. And you just happened, you know, you did your thing and you made it in.
1: And I have to thank my dad a lot because he... Okay, so if I wanted to go hang out with my friends in, in high school, I had to record a song first. I had to... As soon as he learned that I could sing and record, he was just like... Record another song, okay, we're gonna do another one, we're gonna do another one. And it was always my thing, like I had to do it. And even though I honestly kind of hated it back then, I'm so glad now because I didn't realize how much I was being trained for this, like in a crazy way. And so with my application, I already had songs, like mm-hmm. great songs yeah. that I had written and recorded. So I think that helps. Nice,
0: nice. Well, so both of your parents were musicians, yeah. are musicians. Yeah. Talk a little bit about in, how they influenced you musically and, and kind of what, what, what part of your sound comes from your parents.
1: Um, my mom especially, I just, she, she, all of her friends were in the arts. He, some of you may know Rasan Patterson, a singer, my godfather. So I grew up listening to them like, I don't know how to describe it, like sing fight. Like they would sing at each other and like have battles. And I've, I took so many of those little things along the way. Um, and my dad, you know, just teaching me music, helping me to get my guitar lesson, my first guitar lesson. And just always supporting whatever I wanted to do.
0: What, what were some of your musical influences? Because, I, you know, listening to your album, mm-hmm. um, it seems like it's deep. You, yeah. You've got some some really good musical kind of roots. What, what are some of your your favorites and things that sort of have influenced who you are musically today?
1: Um, so as a kid, I was really into huge pop power ballads, like the power singers Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Tony Braxton. Like, I just wanted to be them. And then... As I got older, I discovered, but still really young, I started discovering like Shaka Khan and and Diana Ross. I had these Motown tapes because my dad was a Motown producer. So he would bring me these compilation tapes that had artists that I had never heard of. And um, uh, then I got into really, really into jazz, Ella Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. If you listen to Ella Fitzgerald, you'll hear I kind of... Kind of swagger jacked a little bit, now. <laughs> but I did, I love that thin, high voice that she goes into, and I and it just became a part of my sound. Um, so those are some of the so big jazz, ones.
0: jazz, Motown. Yeah. And here you are. And folk, too. And folk.
1: Yeah, okay. that was in college when I discovered folk. Um, Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, big one. I don't know if uh, Gillette is here, but she just reminded me of that the other day. Yeah, um... Joni Mitchell, folk singers, um, and that's in my writing a lot. All right, all
0: right, right. So here you are. Let's uh, skip forward a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mixtape. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about how that came to be, um, and then we'll talk about your first single on the new album and, and, and kind of how that, um, that happened.
1: So the mixtape was kind of a, a project that, sprung up on me i never really honestly i never intended to do a mixtape as an r&b singer i kind of didn't think it was the thing for me to do but there was just this huge gap where people wanted to hear some music and originally we just took some song all these songs i've recorded so many songs you have no idea and originally it was just a compilation of all these great songs that i had but i said this is not a Finished product. Um, I feel like perfectly imperfect and conversational lush really tell a story, mm-hmm. and so I had to go back and I had to make it mean something. I had to make it have a have a story, have a flow, and some kind of connection. So that's what I wanted to do, and it I think it went well. Right, right, right. And so I had so much fun. I didn't have any limitations. Right. Like what the, f- you know, songs like that right, I right, wouldn't right. put on my album. Right. But a mixtape, day hey, there
0: you know? It is. <laughs> so it seems to me, you're, you're way more than a, a, a singer mm-hmm. and a musician. Yeah. You're, you're, you're quite a songwriter. Thank you. I mean, you. if you listen, you know, kind of in, in R&B and soul and, and what is popular urban music today, it's really beats and hooks. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. but you're talking about things. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about, I mean, do you consider yourself a songwriter or a singer or all of those things?
1: Yeah, singer, songwriter, producer. Um, all those things, i that's part of the main reason why I went to the school is because I said, if I ever do this, I don't wanna be sitting in the control room and say like, um, can you make it like different? Like, you know, um, something, just can you do something? Now I can go in the studio and I can say, you, change that frequency, it's too high, or that kick is not hitting me where it needs to hit and things like that, that I, I didn't think I paid attention in school, but I guess I did. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So talk a little mm. bit. What kind of influence has, has New York mm. kind of had on you and, and your music?
1: Wow, I, I really I feel like I grew up in New York. I, I feel at home in New York. It was I remember like going to a store like the first week I was here and and the chick was on the phone, and I was trying to buy something, and she looked at me like, can I help you? And I was like, what? This is not how it goes down in, in California. But I took, I really inherited that <laughs> in a nice way. In a, well, actually, when I drive, I drive like a cab driver. I will tell you right now, it's not—it's a problem. But um, I really got that, that edge, yeah. that toughness, yeah. that you know, I, I, I'm in here, I can do this, that New York thing. Right, 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 yeah. Right.
0: So let's talk about your album. Yeah. Uh, which dropped August 8th. 7th. 7th. Yes. 7th. Um, your first single with mm-hmm. J. Cole. I only mm-hmm. want to give it to you. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Um, that was so fate to me because... I did not know that J. Cole was a rapper and I knew him in college. No idea.
0: He didn't know you were a singer either. He
1: didn't know I was a singer either. So I bumped into him in the RCA building, like right when I got signed. And I was like, hey, what are you doing here? Thinking like maybe he works there. Uh -uh. And (laughs) and he was like, oh man, I'm on Rock Nation. I was like, no way. I was like, I just signed to J. Records. He's like, oh shoot. And so when when we went to when we decided that only want to give it to you would have a feature, I'm, I get very intimidated, or maybe not as much now, but back then I would have been intimidated working with a rapper I didn't know, someone that I had to just start fresh. But the fact that it was him and he was my homie. Even in the video, you can see, like, the chemistry. I would have been so nervous if it was, like, someone else. So it was really cool. It worked out perfectly. I love his verse. I love everything about it.
0: So um, how has or has hip-hop influenced kind of what you're doing? I mean, you had Mm. J. Cole, obviously. You don't have a lot, a lot of cameos on your album. You spit a couple of verses yourself. I I checked that. Um, But uh, how is hip-hop? um kind of influenced
1: hip-hop has influenced me in a in an odd way it's like there were certain songs and certain artists and movements that very much touched me mm-hmm. but hip-hop as a whole was never something that i was like in like my room that. rocking that. you know so tribe Call quest huge mm-hmm. part of it is because of how much how musical their, their material is, I gravitated toward right. that, the jazz in there, all the, it was crazy for me. Um, Tupac, Tupac really was great at rapping. He could rap about so many different yeah. things, also you know? Also a great storyteller. Great yeah. storyteller. Yeah. Um, so those are just two examples I'll give, even Eminem, like there's just certain rappers that really just captured me, my attention from where I was at that time. And I'm actually discovering more hip hop now, as I'm more I- incorporating it to my music.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the business, because mm. uh, I imagine you're just coming off a promo promo yeah. tour. Yes. Um, what is that like? I mean,
1: ooh, okay. I'll tell you about my hardest day so far. I my my flight was delayed, and I had to be on on air at 7 a.m. in Atlanta but we never left the city we were in the night before because the, they wouldn't cancel the flight they kept delaying it so we slept in the airport we got into atlanta at 6 48 and and my road manager was like hey we we can push it back you don't have to do the morning show and i said this is a defining moment if i could yeah i could just say okay cool thanks but i went in the bathroom Hooked it up right quick to fix my face, fix my hair, changed, washed. <laughs> but I did, and I, and I went that whole day. I had morning show, morning show, morning show, appearance, appearance, appearance. It was crazy. But it really showed me, like, it's, you're going to get as much as you give. So um, promo is a lot. And I, I think I barely even scratched the surface of how hard it's going to be. Yeah. You,
0: I, I mentioned earlier, you, you have a lot of different influences It sounds. Did mm-hmm. you, uh, did, in your label situation, did you ever feel as a, as a first, uh, f- with your first album, pressure to conform to, to, to radio-friendly sounds, or were you given sort of the freedom to do what you wanted to do?
1: Um, I'll say it was a mixture of both, and here's how. I, I feel like my label and my management understood the kind of songs, they've done this before, you know, they broke Alicia Keys, my other manager worked with Lauryn Hill, so they understood the kind of song that would come out into the market, be familiar, not something too crazy that you're like, what the heck, but lead up to something like Refill, that's violins, a fiddle, you never hear that on the yeah, radio. What was that about? Yeah, that, man, that that's, I love it, I love it. Um, so we definitely, I said, okay, I do the music part. You guys do the planning and the thing. And we really worked together. There was no fighting. There was no like drama. It was, it was really cool. And I'm so glad that I trusted them. It really worked out, you know?
0: So what's your reception been? Now you've been around the country. Mm-hmm. You've got fans who come yes. line up to, to hear you. What's, what, what has your reception been? I mean, are people, how are people feeling you?
1: So I'm thinking it's doing okay, you know. Um, the reception has been wonderful, honestly. Um, I see little girls mm-hmm. and little kids mm-hmm. as excited as grown adults and mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I meet fans, a lot of times I'll know who, which ones are from Twitter and mm-hmm. I'll know who they are, mm-hmm. and they freak out, but I I really pay attention. And um, I'm just happy to be be able to have people excited yeah. about about my career, what I'm doing, and my music. Okay, what's it yeah. like
0: now, you know, now that you've done two videos, probably mm-hmm. about to, to drop a third, yeah. so people know who you are, mm-hmm. they've seen you, where before, when you were in school, probably when you were recording, you could get on the subway and the rest of that. Mm-hmm. What's it like now, now that everybody knows you? Can you walk outside, or or, or little boys and little girls chasing you down the screen, street screaming, oh, eh? <laughs>
1: It it honestly depends on what market. Mm -hmm. Um, Certain markets I can't even walk down the street already, and I remember that was crazy to digest at Mm -hmm. first. Like I, you know, or sometimes I'll go to the nail shop and I like I'll pull my hair back and wear a hat and Mm -hmm. do stuff, and they're like, "Are you (laughs) Elvarner?" I'm like, "Oh man, I thought I thought I was in disguise, but I guess not." it's it's exciting. Sometimes it can be a bit much. Like I've had some bad experiences where, like, I was at a funeral and people came to take pictures with me. So I was like, really? That was rough. But other than that, um, it's it's fun. It's cool.
0: I know we're still early on in your career, but yeah. what was that? The one moment you can remember where you were like, wow, uh, this could be big.
1: It was after my show at the High Line. Um, two days after the album dropped, I didn't know—I didn't know what a meet and greet was, the signing thing. So they were like, "Okay, you got to get to the table or the merch table or whatever." I never had one, so I didn't know what that was. There was a line, like out and up the stairs or down and outside. I was there for hours. I could not believe all these people wanting to like buy stuff and sign stuff. And I was like, oh my God. I I said, I've I've become a business. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Um, So that was the moment.
0: What was, conversely, what was your most difficult moment so far um, in this process?
1: Mm. I think the hardest thing that I've had to do thus far and why the album title makes so much sense is is stop making the album i could have gone on and on and on and kept writing and kept recording and changing and fixing but my dad really was like you gotta know when to when it's done it's done and there was even a, a point where the album was being revisited after the mixtape because, you know, the mixtape is so different from the album. We were scared, like, what if they don't like this? Like, this, this is so different. I really have a song on there with just guitar and vocals and some pads. So it was it was hard for me to stand for, for my product from what I did, but I, I just wouldn't let it be changed, and I said, this is it. Perfectly nice. and
0: perfect. Well, um, you've talked about your dad a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody doesn't have a seasoned musician songwriter father. Mm-hmm. How, what's that like? Uh, is he traveling <laughs> with you? Is he part of your creative yes, process? Yes, he is. He's is over he telling, here somewhere. Is he watching? And he
1: actually <laughs> plays in my band. <laughs> um, it's so it's it's been the biggest blessing for me because not only does it keep me grounded to have my dad with me. Um, he protects me from people. You know, I'm a young lady. It's crazy out there. Uh, all these rappers, no. Um, <laughs> but he's always like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Elle's dad." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been great having him there. His experience is priceless, and as a young artist, it's something that I I couldn't ask for more. You know.
0: So let's talk about the album. Um, first single, I only mm-hmm. want to give it to you. Second single, Refill? Yes. So tell us about kind of some of your favorites. And I know it's not fair to ask you the mm-hmm. question, but tell us some of your, your favorite creative moments mm. in making the album.
1: Okay. One of my favorite creative moments is um, at the end of Leaf, that vocal harmony at the end. It's one of my favorite moments on the album. Not Tonight. I, that song actually happened by accident. There was a producer that was six hours late to the session. And so my dad just went, I, I had this idea, but I didn't have a hook. And I just started singing off the top of my head. And then when the music stopped, it was so silent. I was like, what's, what's wrong? He was like, oh my god. I was like, what? I didn't think that was a hook, because it's not a typical hook. But that you know, that's one of my favorite songs. Um. All of them, they're just they're all your babies. They're eh? all my babies. Too early to have a favorite. Yeah. Ooh, I got a lot of kids.
0: (sighs) Don't I know it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So let's talk about your latest, the latest single. Yeah. Um, I don't care. Yeah. Tell Tell us a little bit about that. What is that about?
1: Um, the all the songs are personal, but. That song in particular was really, really bold of me because it was directly to someone and I knew that, I just was like, man, whatever, I can't say this normally, so I'm gonna make a song about it. And uh, it, was, it was hard for me to have the guts to do it, but I did, I put it all out there and it's one of my favorite songs.
0: So we spoke a little bit earlier, a couple Mm -hmm. months ago, and you were talking to us a little bit about how So Fly came to be. Mm. Tell us, tell the audience a little bit about So Fly, because I love your creative, how you kind of take a moment and then make a song out of it. Yeah.
1: So I remember I was in college and there was this guy I liked all semester. He was in one of my classes. And he was my friend, but he liked this girl that was such a you-know-what. And she was, like, so drop-dead gorgeous, but she was mean. She was just rude, and she just made you feel like you look like crap.
0: She was a bitch. <laughs> huh? She was a bitch. She was a bitch. Okay, you can say
1: And all the whole time I was just like, oh, my God, I can't freaking take this anymore. So one night I just went home got on the guitar and originally the song never had the turnaround that it does i was just i was just being sarcastic and venting that was all the song was supposed to be was venting and then i kind of was like hey wait a minute there's a turnaround in here and it it ended up being this song that is so relatable on so many levels you know i go i deal with everything that i dealt with then I've lost weight since then, I've lost quite a bit of weight, but still, I'm struggling with that all the time, we're like, oh my gosh, I don't look like this, I don't look like that, it's, it's just, it just is what it is, it's the human condition, you know, we always think we're not good enough, so hopefully um, I can inspire and encourage people to just have the inner, the inner beauty is where it's at, everything else all fades at some point, you know, it's, and what, it, what is left after that is your spirit and your soul. So.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Well, let's do this. Let's take a couple of minutes and allow yeah. the folks in the audience cool. to ask some questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going uh, to raise your hands. We're going to pass your microphone. Last row. Oh. Oh, last right row. Who's in the last row? I have the microphone right here. Everybody look over to your right. There it is. Your other right. There you go. Oh. <laughs> um, so uh, "Stop the Clock" is actually one of my favorite songs, and mm-hmm. I was just wondering where you um, started on that process.
1: Um, one of the things that I tend to do when I write to a track because I write my own so- originals, mm-hmm. and then I also write to tracks. So part of what I feel is I just I like. Understand the language of the track. I, I f- the song, is just there waiting to be said, if that makes sense. Yeah. And in that track, I felt, I saw this girl just like in the pouring rain, mm-hmm. just being crapped on. Like, oh my gosh, over and over again, and still hoping that maybe this time he'll come. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. but no, nah, it's not gonna happen. And, okay, so I didn't really answer your question. Till I saw the real you. How many people are like so not who they, in the beginning of a relationship, it's always perfect. Wow, you're so awesome. How did you know that I like that? Me too. And then like a couple months into it, it's like, wait, hold up. Who are you? It sucks. I hate it, but that's why I'm married to the music. Eh. But um, yeah, that's that's really what it's about.
0: That's <laughs> nice. Stage right.
1: Okay, you have a phenomenal voice, and you Thank have a you. pretty extensive background in learning music and education, mm-hmm. and as far as music is concerned, um, have you ever thought about doing Broadway? Hmm. Um. I think it's something that if the right opportunity came about because I I did musical theater in high school. So, yeah, I might do that. I would have to get my chops up, but, you know. Thank you. Thank you.
0: First off, I need to say you are gorgeous. Thank you. You are gorgeous, gorgeous.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Off the
0: mixtape, you have a song called Go.
1: Yeah. Why is that not on this album? (gasps) Oh man, that was recorded for the album and it didn't make it. Mm. I know. Um, But hey, you still have it, so it's all good. Um, Yeah, that song is so good. (laughs) I think Stop the Clock and Go kind of had that similar vibe. So to put both, I don't, maybe, I don't remember. I don't know.
0: We have another question all the way to your right, over here in the back row.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, hi, Elle. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, one of the things that I love about you most is that you're very classy, you're very sophisticated, you're very natural. Thank you. Uh, I was just wondering, is, is this the real L? And would you no. say- No. <laughs> <laughs> and going off of that, would you say that the industry has sort of molded you at all? And Tried to shift your image at all? Um, I definitely have been very lucky to work with a label that took me as I am Mm. and helped me to develop into a true artist, Mm. which is, okay, uh, would I wear heels and dresses every day? No. I mean, come on. Who wants to do that? Some women do, actually. I'm pretty laid back. But I found a happy medium to where I put in the whole grooming and the things involved with being an an artist and still being myself. I don't wear anything I don't want to wear. I don't do anything I don't want to do, sing anything I don't want to sing. So it's definitely me, but I I guess a, a heightened version, you know.
0: Okay, stage right.
1: Hola. hi. Okay. <laughs> you spoke earlier about how when people told you that you couldn't do something, mm-hmm. you went and did it anyway. And yeah. That was like your biggest motivation. Yeah. But have you ever yourself like felt like well didn't believe in yourself and had to convince yourself that you oh, were talented? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um especially like around from ten to fourteen, I would say I had horrible, horrible experiences being bullied. Um, I was bullied for my skin color. I wasn't black enough. I'm not white enough. You're fat, you're chubby, you're you stop singing, can't you talk? Like all these things.
0: You needed yeah. better friends. That's what you, oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to hang out with better people. That's
1: oh yeah. Um man, if I told you, man, I, I'm not even gonna get into it. It's okay. It was girl. bad. It's all right. it's it was right. bad. But um I eventually with a lot of help from my mom was able to realize that like it's my life and whatever they think about me and what I'm doing really is 100% irrelevant so for example I used to always be in the in the back of a dance class because I had no confidence I was like oh my god I'm gonna mess up As soon as I stopped caring about messing up, I went right up to the front of the class, and for the first time I could learn the thing, because I could never learn it in the back. I was always like, ah, like off. And then when I went up to the front, I started getting it. I started getting it. And then I just, I was kind of a loner, but hey, that's what I needed to do to keep those negative people away from me and just do what I did, so.
0: Next question's in the front row, all the way over here on this side. Okay. Oh. Hey, El, how are you? My name's Marvin. You? You're Hi. beautiful.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: so one of my favorite songs uh, is uh, Soundproof Room. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> how do you...
1: Oh, Asher, see, I'm Asher, I'm wow. Really he's strip oh, so oh. excited about it. song yes, <laughs> so powerful. It up.
0: your Well, damn. My question I just is... Blushed. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. How do you perform that with your dad and your band?
1: Try recording it with my dad <laughs> sitting there in the control room and my mom. <laughs> um it's so much fun with the band with the whole band with the drums and everything uh, just like any other song, my dad is really cool. he's hip, so he's not like, "Hey, you know <laughs> what are you singing about there?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I know, I know what it is."
0: Stage right mm-hmm.
1: Um, I love your last two videos. So can you say like when your next one is coming out or not yet? <laughs> um, it's still being worked on. I have to work on one more thing, um, so very soon, probably about a week. Yeah.
0: Next question right in front of you right here. Okay. Hello, my name is Nathan. I'm Hi, from Nathan. London. And I'm just wondering, when are you coming to London? Because we want to see you perform. You've got a lot I of fans out there. I want to come
1: there. so badly. I want to come I so cannot, badly. I'm, I'm gutted. I'm gutted. I haven't been. No, I have been, but not for that. Um, I hopefully am coming at the end of the year or the top of next year. It's, not, it's totally not up to me. Just know that. You know, if I could be everywhere all the time, I would. Hello. Hi. Oh. No.
0: Okay, I'm too- um, my favorite song on the album is Damn Good Friends. I was wondering, oh. was, was that inspired by anyone? And also, yeah. can, you, can you please send my city, please? Sure. <laughs> I love Sure, it.
1: I will. Damn Good Friends, if you remember the story from So Flies, kind of a theme to my life. Um, I was always the friend, always the, ba- the BFF. Man, I gotta tell you about this girl, yo. She's like, I'll be like, <laughs> I don't wanna know. Um, but yeah, it's a couple people just happens
0: next questions right over here in the back row yeah
1: okay. i would first like to say you're amazing thank you this question has nothing to do with your album but i have to know do you have somebody that customized your adidas i loved your adidas in the video oh, oh my gosh those are jeremy scott jeremy scott is crazy he does all these adidas things oh i love your style by the way thank I mean, you you looking fly you, nice don't make me blush oh. <laughs>
0: front row okay hi. hi hi oh my god i'm so nervous um, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite songs on the album is oh what a night mm. what's like the lyrical situation in like oh my the song? god like
1: oh if i can remember no <laughs> um it what do you mean like what is it inspired by
0: yeah like what happened to make you write that song <sighs>
1: Well, I went to Miami um, with a couple girlfriends and we stayed in my manager's apartment. He had a beautiful apartment and a car and a truck. And, and he gave me this truck to drive this whole weekend and we went out to the club. Let's just say I couldn't drive back. But in the morning, I didn't realize, I didn't know like what happened. So I went, we were about to go to the beach and we go down to valet. And I'm like, yeah, I'll have uh, Mr. Robinson's car. He was like, "Um, what do you, you didn't bring the car back. I was like, what? I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. And then turns out I left it parked there. So yeah, there's a funny story real quick. So we had taken, there was this giant bottle of Patron, and I guess we took back, we put it in a Fiji bottle. So my friend the next morning wakes up, goes in the refrigerator like, oh, water. (laughs) Gets a Fiji bottle and guzzled the Patron, and was like, spit it everywhere. It was crazy, it was hilarious.
0: Dad, are you hearing all of this? (laughs) Yeah, he knows, he knows. So I got a quick question. Yeah. So um, I've heard you um, perform just yourself, Mm -hmm. acoustic guitar and a Mm beatbox really dope just by Mm -hmm. itself no layers no effects anything Mm -hmm. like that but i've also heard you on the album Mm -hmm. you know perform with a lot of layered kind of things what's your how do you prefer to perform you like with a big band you like just you and a beatbox what's your favorite kind of performance if it
1: was up to me i'd always have a full band um but i think it's something that over time i have to grow into you know i just finished doing promo they're not going to send me out (laughs) to do radio shows with a full band so oh my god can you imagine not tonight with like an orchestra and and just full full i can't wait for that for that moment yeah
0: we have time for two more more questions i'm gonna do one here and then i believe we have one over in the back
1: okay hi uh,
0: hi, uh, my name is ricky hi ricky um as an artist when you come and leave the game eventually, what mark do you want to leave here as an artist?
1: Mm. Good question. I, I definitely want to transition my career into more philanthropy. As I get older, I want to make enough money so I can give back enough money. Um, I want to leave my career at a high note. I don't want to just keep trying and, tr- you know, I just don't. I want to maybe come back here and there and do things. Yeah, like MJ, if I, God willing, you know, but um, yeah, yeah
0: definitely. Nice. Last question, far right.
1: Hi, first off, you're beautiful. I'm Thank sure everybody you. said that, but you Thank are in you. person Thank and on you. print. Thanks. Also, do you have any goals for 2013, musically and personally? Okay, um, 2013, I think, I'll just go ahead and say it. A Grammy nod? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. And um, I told you I dream big, so hey, I'm I'm hoping, I'm praying. Uh, I think 2013 is really, really gonna be the year um, because it's all leading up. We have the album. So many people actually haven't discovered me. Like nice. I'll be going on TV for the first time uh, outside of BET. Um, very soon, so it's a lot of exciting stuff getting ready for 2013 and it's over. Well, if
0: I had to guess based on what I've seen, it's going to be a big, big 2013. I I think it's so. going to be really big for El Varner. Alright, Alright, ladies cool. and gentlemen, El Varner. Thank you. If you haven't already gotten it, please check out Perfectly Imperfect.